0: This is Tony talking to you from the deep, dark backwoods of North Texas, where we're under a siege of snow right now. This will probably be a two part article or a podcast talking about bison hunting. Bison hunting of the North American bison also commonly known as the American Buffalo, was an activity fundamental to the economy and society of the Plains Indians. These people who inhabited the grasslands on the interior plains of North America. This was prior to the animals near extinction in the late 19th century following U.S. expansion into the West. Bison hunting was an important spiritual practice and source of material for these groups, especially after the European introduction of the horse in the 16th through the 18th centuries, which enabled new hunting techniques. The species dramatic decline was a result of habitual loss due to the expansion of ranching and farming in Western North America. Industrial scale hunting practice by non-indigenous hunters mm. uh, decreased the amount of buffalo and put pressure on the indigenous tribes in their hunting techniques. So there was a great demand for bison hides and meat, and cases of deliberate policy by settler governments was in full force to destroy the food source of the Native Indians during the times of the conflict. Let's go and talk about the prehistoric and native hunting. There was different kinds of bison that existed in North America. One was the steppe bison. It was found in North America more than a million years ago, well before the first humans are believed to have arrived. It is believed to have evolved into a giant ice age bison. This bison stood eight and a half feet tall on the hump and weighed almost 3,000 pounds. Its horns looked somewhat like the uh, cattle longhorns that are popular here in Texas. These bisons lived 200,000 years ago to 30,000 years ago. It was in turn replaced by bison accidentalis, which is believed believed to have come from Eurasia, and another kind of bison, antiquus, which evolved separately from the first uh, bison, the bison precus. The first humans arrived in North America These were the Paleo-Indians, and these Indians are believed to have hunted these last two species, but did not rely on them to the exclusion of other large herbivores, such as mammoths, mastodons, camels, horses, and ground sloths. Around 11,000 to 10,000 years ago, however, the majority of large game species in North America became extinct possibly due to overhunting or some combination of this and other factors. One of the few large survivors of the bee antiquus, but its average size declined until it evolved into a smaller modern American bison around 5,000 years ago. Native American plains bison hunting was in full effect, the modern American bison is split into two subspecies, the wood bison in the boreal forest of what is now Canada, and the plains bison on the prairies extending from Canada to Mexico. The plains subspecies became the dominant animal of the prairies of North America, where bison's were a keystone species whose grazing and trampling pressure was a force that shaped the ecology of the Great Plains as a strongly as periodic prairie fires and which were central to the survival of many American Indians of the Great Plains. To the corn-growing village Indians, it was valued second food source. However, there is now some controversy over their interaction. In 1491, Charles C. Mann wrote New Revelations of the Americans Before Columbus and uh, in this book he wrote Hernando de Soto's expedition staggered through the southeast for four years in the early 16th century and saw hordes of people but apparently didn't see any bison at all. Man discussed that evidence that Native Americans not only created by selective use of fire the large grasslands that provided the bison's ideal habitat, but also kept the bison population regulated. In this theory, it was only when the original human population was devastated by a wave after wave of epidemic or diseases that the Europeans brought in. After the 16th century, uh, that the bison herds propagated wildly. In such a view, the seas of bison herds that stretched to the horizons were a symptom of an ecology out of balance, only rendered possible by decay- decades of heavier than average rainfall. Other evidence of the arrival between 1550 and 1600 in the savannas of the eastern seaboard included the lack of places which Southeast Natives named after buffalo. Bison were uh, most numerous single species of large wild mammal on earth. Working on foot, a few groups of Native Americans at times used fires to channel an entire herd of buffalo over a cliff, killing far more than they could use. Other times they would uh, use methods as the coyotes would implement. They would uh, cut one bison off from the herd and chase it in a circle until the animal collapsed or gave up to do exhaustion. Just fell down and couldn't run anymore. The method involves uh, skinning down the back after they did hunt down a bison in order to get the tender meat just beneath the surface. The area known for this was called the hatched area. After the removal of the hatched area, the front legs are cut off as well as the shoulder blades. Doing so exposed the hump meat in the wood bison as well as the meat of the ribs in the bison's inner shoulder blades. Doing so exposes the hump meat in the wood bison as well as the meat of the ribs and the bison's inner organs. After everything was exposed, the spine was then severed and the pelvis and hind legs removed. Finally, the neck and head were removed as one. This allowed for the tough meat to be dried and made into was called Mican or jerky. Castaneda saw Indian women butchering bison with a flint fixed with a short stick. He admired how quickly they completed the task. Blood to drink was filled in empty and in empty guts which are carried around the neck. A Crow Indian historian was related has related a number of ways to get bison by the help of songs, hazers, drive lines of stones, and the medicine man pointing down the line with a pair of hindquarters in his hands, the crows drove many bisons over a cliff. A successful drive could give 700 animals during winter. Chief One Heart's camp could maneuver the game out of a slick ice where it was easier to kill with hunting weapons. Henry Kelsey described a hunt on the northern plains in 1816 or 1691. He states, first the Indians surrounded the herd, then they would gather themselves into a smaller compass keeping ye beasts still in ye middle. The hunters killed as many as they could before the animals broke through the human ring. In the dog days, the women of the Blackfoot camp made a curved fence of travois tied together, front and up. Runners drove the game towards the enclosure where hunters waited with lances as well as bows and arrows. The Hidatsa near Missouri River confined the buffalo on the weakest ice of the, at the end of the winter. When it cracked, the current swept the animals down under thicker, thicker ice. The people hauled the drowned animals ashore when they emerged downstream. Although not hunted in a strict sense, the nearby Mandan-secured bison drowned by chance when the ice broke. A trader observed a young man in the drift ice leap from piece to piece after falling between plunging under Starting up elsewhere and securing themselves upon the very slippery flakes before they brought the carcasses to land. Religion also played a big role in Native American bison hunting. Plains Indians generally believed that successful hunts required certain rituals. The Omaha tribe had to approach a herd in four legs. At each stop, the chiefs and their leaders of the hunt would sit down and smoke and offer prayers of success. The Pawnee performed the purifying big washing ceremony before each tribal summer hunt to avoid scarring or scaring the buffalo. To Plains Indians, the buffalo was one of the most sacred animals and they felt obligated to treat them with verbal respect. When they were about to kill a buffalo they would offer it in prayer. Failures in the hunt would often be attributed to poorly performed rituals. Each animal produced from 200 to 400 pounds of meat. So a slaughter of 50 animals produced far more food than could possibly be eaten by the band. A wastage that was often commented upon by European and American observers. Sometimes a herd would be killed just to get at their delicacies, such as the fat-filled tongues. Bison that escaped the trap were hunted down and killed so they could not warn the other bisons. Before the introduction of horses, Bisons were herded into large chutes made of rocks and willow branches and trapped in a corral called the Buffalo Pond or Buffalo Pound and then slaughtered or stampede over cliffs called Buffalo Jumps. Both Pound and Jump archaeological sites are found in several places in the United States and Canada. In case of a jump, large groups of people would herd the bison for several miles, forcing them into a stampede that drove the herd off a cliff. Horses taken from the Spanish were well established in the nomadic hunting cultures by the early 1700s, and indigenous groups once living in the east of the Great Plains moved west to hunt the larger bison population. Into tribal warfare forced the Cheyennes to give up their cornfields at Bisternfield village and eventually cross west of the Missouri and become a well known horseback buffalo hunter. In addition to using bisons for themselves, these indigenous groups also traded meat and ropes to village-based tribes. A good horseman could easily lance or shoot enough bison to keep his tribe and family fed as long as the herd was nearby. The bison proved or provided meat, leather, and sinew for bows. A fast hunting horse would usually be spared and first mounted near the bison. The hunter rode on a pack horse until then. Hunters with few horses ran besides the mount to the hunting grounds. Accidents sometimes were fatal, and it happened from time to time to both rider and horse. To avoid disputes, each hunter used arrows marked with his personal way or his personal mark. Lakota hunter Bearface recognized his arrows by the one of the three arrows' wings made of a pelican feather. Castaneda wrote how it was possible to shoot an arrow right through a buffalo. The Pawnee had contests as to how many b- bison's it would possible to kill with just one bow shot. The best result was three. An arrow stuck in the animal was preferred as the most lethal. It would inflict more damage with each jump and move. A white traveler credited the hunters with cutting up a bison and packing the meat on a horse in less than 15 minutes. When the bison stayed away and made hunting impossible, famine became a reality. The herd experienced the, herd, the hard experience of starvation. Found a way in two stories and myths. A folk tale of the Kiowa begins: Famine once struck the Kiowa people. The people were without food and no game could be found. Makes an Omaha myth certain. A fur trader noted how some Sioux Indians were in want of meat at one time in 1904. Starving Yankatinas passed by Fort Clark in 1836. That's part one of bison hunting Part two will continue talking about bison hunting and some of its effects on indigenous people. So until next time, take care and we'll see you soon. Bye.